Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Senator Marco Rubio's UFO interview. That's correct, Senator Marco Rubio's UFO interview. And I found this on theblackvault.com. If you go to the Twitter account, UFO Warning, you will see a link to the Black Vault video there. I think it's been posted on YouTube already, and it's only about 2 minutes and 39 seconds. But it is packed with information. So what I did was I went ahead and and just transcripted the video down the best I could so I could really take apart uh, Rubio's answers to these questions because... It only contains a couple questions, but the interviewer does a great job of getting right to the point. And if you also, if you watch the video, you can see some of Rubio's body language. It's, it's a little strange, really. In places, in places, he seems genuinely curious, and in other places, he seems a little bit apprehensive about even asking the, even even talking about the subject. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading this into it. Now, the first thing that the interviewer says to Rubio, Rubio, he seems to be sitting here, it's like a tele-interview, I mean, Rubio appears to be maybe at home, in a motel room, sitting on a couch or something, pretty informal really, he's sitting there, and the interviewer says, uh, are we alone? So Rubio answers this, he starts to laugh, he's kind of a, he um, no, look, here's the interesting thing for me about all of this, and the reason why I think that this is an important topic, okay? And that is, we have uh, things flying over our military bases and places where we've been conducting military uh, exercises, and we don't know what it is, and it isn't ours. So that is a legitimate question to ask. I would say that, um, um, frankly, that if it is something of something outside this planet, that might actually be better than the fact that we've some technological leaps that that we've some technological leaps on behalf of the Chinese or the Russians or some other adversary that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. But the bottom line is, if there are things flying over your military bases and you don't know what they are because they are not yours and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal. That, to me, is a national security risk, and no one that we should and one that we should be looking into. And so that's the premise I begin with. Now we see right here from the beginning, if you watch the video, you're going to see Marco has some nervous laughter at the as soon as he says, "Are we alone?" And it's almost like uh, he's saying, "I wish you wouldn't have asked me that." He really, he does he looks like the cat that ate the bird. I mean, the guy looks just kind of. Uh, a little startled, and he gets this nervous laughter, and then, like I said, he's the, he he goes ha ha ha, um, no look. Now, when he says the no look, there's two words he uses right here at the beginning of his sentence. I don't think he's saying he's not necessarily admitting that there's life 
outside of humans, you know, that, that aliens have visited the Earth or whatever. I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to control the conversation and the narrative a little bit. He's he's trying to take control of the conversation after he's just been asked this point blank question, point blank question are we alone? And then he says, here's the interesting thing for me about all of this and the reason why I think that is an important topic. Okay, so see what he's doing here? He's trying to redirect the narrative. He's, he's a politician. He's trying to bring the interview along with him. And then he's trying to get his compliance or his permission. He says, when he says, okay. And the second sentence, after he kind of gets to that first one a little bit jumbly, he says, and that is if we have uh, things flying over our military bases and places where we're conducting military uh, exercises and we don't know what what it is and it isn't ours, so that is a legitimate question to ask. So he's redirecting the question from uh, have aliens visited Earth to uh, is there something that we don't understand or can't explain that presents a threat to our military. That's what he's trying to do here. And he's kind of stumbling around and he's using the words um a lot and he's having a little bit of trouble constructing his sentences. I guess the good thing about the interview is that it does appear as though it was really done off the cuff and he's not reading off a teleprompter. So he goes on, he says, so that is a legitimate question to ask. I would say that, um, um, frankly, that if it is something that if it is something of something outside this planet that might actually actually be better than the fact that we've some technological leaps that we've come technolo- that we've some technological leaps on behalf of the Chinese or the Russians or some other adversary that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. Now he gets a little tongue-tied during this part of the interview, and you can he does seem to be genuinely nervous. And I think it's because he's pushing, or he's putting out there what he, what he knows, and what we all know is probably almost with 100% certainty a false narrative. And that's the narrative that the big bad Chinese or the big bad Russians are the ones controlling this UFO technology that we're witnessing. Now, anybody with two brain cells rubbed together would know that if the if the Russians or the Chinese had this kind of technology, um, we would probably be speaking Russian or Chinese right now. I mean, they wouldn't hesitate. They would just shut down our nuclear weapons. They would shut down our military systems, and they would be running the planet. That's pretty much what they do in every other venue they come across. I mean, it's not like we're talking about... Um, a couple of governments here that are all wanting to live in peace, love, and happiness and have kumbaya moments with people. You've seen what the Chinese have done to the Uyghurs in China. You've seen what the Soviet Union has done to the Chechens. I mean, if someone is a problem with them, if somebody poses a problem for them, and they can eliminate those people and the problem without too much of a backlash, they have no problem doing it. So to imagine that the Chinese or the Russians or any other government on this planet would have the kind of technology that these UFOs present and not have already used it to completely take over and control the planet is nuts. That's just not human nature. Okay? So he goes on here, he says, 
But the bottom line is, if there are things flying over your military bases and you don't know what they are because they are not yours, and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal, that to me is a national security risk and one that we should be looking into. And so that's the premise I begin with. Now this is a premise that we've been talking about. This is a big change actually in how the UFO uh, phenomena is approached by our own United States government. For the last 70 years, at least publicly, our government has denied the existence of UFOs. They have uh, engaged in uh, debunking UFO sightings. I mean, you can look at that, whether it was through uh, Blue Book, uh, Project uh, Grudge, Project Signs, whatever. The government has been publicly debunking and, and ridiculing the UFO phenomena for years. Now, uh, behind the scenes, they've been collecting data, they've been talking about it, and they've been trying to figure out what's going on. It's pretty obvious from the declassified CIA documents. But just in the last year or so, after those first three Navy, Navy uh, videos were released, uh, clandestinely to the New York Times, who in turn released those to uh, Tom DeLong and his group, up until that point, there really wasn't any official recognition or even recognition through back channels by the U.S. government, or for that matter, by any U.S. politicians to speak of, that the UFO phenomenon was real, let alone threat. But now what we've seen is, suddenly in the last year, for some reason, our government has begun to describe these things as threats. Now, even when uh, Louis Elizondo came out and claimed that he was ahead of ATIP, it turns out it looks like he was, the uh, Aerial Phenomena Threat Program, that the that the uh, Department of Defense had launched. At first they tried to lie and say that that, that that whole project didn't exist. Well, now we know that it did exist, and that's not the first or the last um, project that the Defense Department or the Navy has put together where they describe UFOs as threats. It's not the first time they have assigned personnel to investigate UFO sightings to determine what kind of a threat they presented. But now suddenly we see this happen over and over again, where politicians are beginning to describe the UFO phenomena, or as they like to call it, the UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena, as potential military threats. And here again, this is what we have Rubio doing. And this is what he did here a few weeks ago in that meeting uh, in the Senate Intelligence Committee, I believe. And we talked about this on a former podcast where he uh, met with uh, representatives from the Defense Department and basically told them, listen, you need to start tracking uh, these UFOs, at least the ones that are sighted over military bases or over Navy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The exercises, you need to start tracking these things and you need to start reporting them. And you need to start reporting them to us. 
Now, whether that will happen or not remains to be seen. So the interviewer goes on, he asks the second question. He says, let's clear this up. Who would be looking into this and and they would be and they would be generating some sort of publicly available report on you're not using the phrase un- unidentified flying object, but you have another euf- euphemism for it, unidentified aerial phenomena, which is that. And then, of course, before he finishes the question, Rubio uh, kind of inter- uh, interrupts him there, talking over each other just a little bit. And then Rubio replies, he says, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't come up with that. That's the one that the military uses internally. Um, ultimately, you know, that's that's the one we used and what we're saying. So, yeah, the Office of Naval Intelligence, this is over, has impacted the Navy for the most part. I, I've seen reports on this now for, for the better part of a decade. Other countries have had similar reports, and so the... But for our perspective, is there is someone flying in the airspace and that no one is allowed to fly in and we don't know who it is and it isn't something we have. We need to know what that is. I mean, that's in my mind. I mean, that's I don't understand why we wouldn't want to know what it is. Maybe there's a completely sort of boring explanation for it, but we need to find out. Um, and, and, and so that's what we're asking about and we're asking them to make public as much as possible that information. None of that really fits into the mold of classified per se. Wow. When you watch the video here, and I would highly recommend go to the Twitter channel, UFO Warning. While you're there, you can do a follow. Click on the the YouTube link. This video's only got like 3,500 or 3,600 uh, downloads on it. It ought to be 350,000. I mean, it takes two minutes to watch this stupid thing. But as Rubio asks, as he answers this question right here, he just takes on the role of a child. I mean, it's like he's nervous, like he's afraid to talk about it. He begins to stammer. It's almost as if the guy's just hit a nerve. And I think it's because the interviewer is an older man, and he asks this question a little forcefully, and he sort of reversed the roles on Marco. Marco was trying to uh, assume the role of, of the lead in this conversation. Okay, I'm the authority figure. I'm giving the answers. But the interviewer, he's not really having it. He's sitting there. He's being a super good listener. But then when he gets a break to ask a question, he just says, let's clear this up. Well, obviously, he's letting Marco know, look, you're not giving me straight answers here. I ask you about life on other planets, and you're trying to change the subject. And then he's saying, who would be looking into this? He's, he's, putting, he's putting Marco to the test. He wants to know. And it seems like the best thing that Marco can do is he kind of jumbles around, and he, he kind of mumbles something about uh, naval intelligence, Office of Naval Intelligence. It's just like he's stunned. And he says, um, and then he also gets him, this is what really surprises me. All right. So the interviewer says um, they would be generating some some sort of a publicly available report on, you're not using the phrase unidentified flying object. You have another euphemism for it, unidentified aerial phenomena. And that 
term right there, unidentified aerial phenomena, really seems to trigger Marco. So I wonder if he hasn't seen some kind of report involving the term unidentified aerial phenomena. I mean, if I was an investigator, say a homicide investigator or a criminal investigator, and there was some kind of a crime being investigated, say some aliens had come down and, and mutilated a cow or mutilated a human, and I had Mario in front of me, and I was interrogating him because I thought he knew something, after this answer, I would really start to think that maybe Marco wasn't telling me everything he knew. Because his speech just becomes, becomes jumbled. I mean, I know when I read this, it sounds like I'm just stumbling through it. That's because that's how Mario responds. He's not responding in clear, articulated, thought-out sentences like I'm attempting to do here. It's just like he has a rush that he wants to tell us something, but at the same time, he's trying not to say the wrong thing. And you can really tell a difference between someone like Marco here, who seems like he's probably not a really... He doesn't seem like he's a highly experienced liar. I mean, he hasn't been trained to keep his mouth shut about stuff. When you see some of these some of these old school, old school gangsters, man, like Dick Cheney or even Pompeo, I mean... You at least have to respect how they conduct themselves in an interview. I mean, they may be 60, 70 years old, but you look at them and you think, I would not want to meet that guy in a back, in a, in a, in a back alley somewhere. I mean, they just, look, they just look tough. And when these guys ask them the same kinds of questions, you don't see them stumbling around like this. I mean, they're really keeping the goods to themselves. Rubio, on the other hand, seems just like some dude off the street. He's got himself into this position as senator, and I think he's found some stuff out that's probably really disturbing. But if he repeats it, yeah, things will not be going too well for him. That's the feeling you get. Now, maybe I'm completely off the chart here, but it's, it's a strange, short little interview. Now... And I like this part where he says, as soon as he brings up the part about the unidentified aerial phenomena, okay, what Rubio just goes into overdrive, and you got to watch the video, but he starts off, he says, he says, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't come with, I didn't come with that. That's the one that the military uses internally. It's like he's afraid to even use a military term. And that tells me this is a hot button issue for him. I think someone scared the living crap out of him. He goes on, he says, um, ultimately, you know, that's that's the one we used, and what we're saying, so, yeah, the Office of Naval Intelligence. Now, see, I took him that whole sentence. He was so shaken by that term, unidentified aerial phenomena, man, I gotta wonder if he didn't see some of the good picks that we didn't get. You know, the ones that they said that if they released, it would cause a national security emergency? Because that term has triggered him. He was triggered. He was almost like an abuse victim. Somebody got mugged, say. They got beat up. And they got beat up real bad. And then something about that incident triggers them to where they have like a post-traumatic stress disorder over it. Assault victim, I guess I should say. That's what he seems like. He seems like he's almost like he's got post-traumatic distress. He just goes off and he gets completely tongue-tied when he's asked to respond to that term. UAP. Well, 
You know, we've talked about this before, changing the verbiage, changing what we know, UFO to UAP. And maybe he knows, maybe he's got a glimpse of the people that are changing that verbiage. There's something about that term that's freaking him out. Finally then, after he mumbles around for a few seconds, and this guy talks fast, believe me, faster than me even, then he brings up the answer to the question. When he, you know, the, the interviewer asks, who will be generating the report? Well, it looks like it's going to be the Office of Naval Intelligence. But it seemed like it was supposed to be somebody in the Defense Department, if I recall, when they had these meetings. It says... This is over, has impacted the Navy for the most part. I've seen reports on this now for the better part of a decade. Now this is another jumbled, disjointed response from Rubio. We're not sure if he's been looking at these reports for 10 years or if he's just now got to look at a bundle of of, of reports that go back 10 years. But let's just... Go back and repeat the question. Let's the the author, the interviewer says, let's clear this up. Who would be looking into who would be looking into this? And they would be generating some sort of a publicly available report on. You're not using the phrase un- unidentified object. You have another euphemism euphemism for it, unidentified aerial phenomena, which is that. And of course, then Rubio gets really charged up, and he says, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't come with that. That's the one that the military uses internally. Um, ultimately, you know, that's the one that we used and what we're saying. So, yeah, the Office of Naval Intelligence, this is over, has impacted the Navy for the most part. I've seen reports on this now for the better part of a decade. Other countries have had similar reports, and so, but for our perspective, Okay, then there is someone flying in the airspace and that no one is allowed to fly in and we don't know who it is and it isn't something we have. What a rambling response. So you can tell Marco, has, he's he verbally you can see that he's quite upset, he's quite agitated. Number one, that he's been called out on the verbiage, unidentified aerial phenomena. It's almost like he is afraid that he's that he's been forced to use that magic word. That's the one we used and what we're saying. So yeah. Well, don't be afraid, Marco. Just say it. Unidentified aerial phenomena, or say UFO if you like. Just stand up, be a man, take ownership of that word. But you know, maybe I'm being a little bit hard on the guy. Maybe he's been threatened because he really seems stressed out here. I should probably be a little bit nicer. He says, then he goes on, he just kind of blunders into this thing, the Office of Naval Intelligence. Well, we know a lot of this stuff has come from the Office of Naval Intelligence. What we'd really like to know, though, is how those three videos that To the Academy Stars ended up with went from the Office of Naval Intelligence to the New York Times, over to Tom DeLong on... To YouTube. I would love to see the Navy protocol that outlines the chain of custody for evidence like that. I kind of wish the interviewer could have asked Marco a question about how those three videos ended up on YouTube without his permission. Now it goes on here, it says, and then he goes, and it's like he's trying to. Um, 
he's trying to build a case for himself. He says, this is over. Okay, so I'm assuming by this he means that the Office of Naval Intelligence is in charge of the information regarding UFOs or UAPs. And then he says, has impacted the Navy for the most part. Well, I assume there is someone in the Navy has been telling him that, yeah, we've we're been we've been dealing with his UFO sightings, and uh, you know we're in charge of it. And maybe he does think that it's impacted the Navy for the most part because he happened to turn on YouTube and see those three videos with the TSSA watermark stamped all over them. So for him, for a casual investigator of the UFO phenomena. He probably does think that this thing mainly conserves the Navy. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. I mean, these things have been spotted by Army, by Air Force, by millions of people on planet Earth. They've been spotted over nuclear power plants. Uh, you know, they can't even explain a drone, a drone swarm in Colorado. So this is just one aspect of the danger that this UFO phenomenon pre presents to humankind. But as far as Mark is concerned, it's mainly to deal with the Navy. You can, you can probably see now a little bit how he's compartmentalizing uh, this paradigm change that's going on in his head. He's having to start to somehow contain uh, the, the, the uh, complete overhaul of how he sees the world. I mean, he's seen some tapes. Now he knows that these things exist. There is absolutely no question about it. They're not swamp gas they're not drones, they're not ball lightning. There's something, and they appear to be physical and solid in shape, like something mechanical, possibly. But whatever they are, they're real, and they don't fit into our world. So how do you explain that? He goes on and says, I've seen reports on this now for the better part of a decade. Other countries have had similar reports, and so the... But for our perspective, there is... Someone flying in the airspace that no one is allowed to fly in, and we don't know who it is, and it it isn't something we have. So there his mind is that you can just see you can see the wheels turning in Mario Marco Rubio's mind. You can see it. He describes this as someone. Well, more than likely these things aren't someone. There's something. Okay, something. And they're doing things they're not allowed to do. Well, that should tell you that whatever this thing is that we're witnessing doesn't give two squirts about what you think. And they have powers that go beyond your powers. And they don't really think they have to obey your rules. And he goes on and says here, We need to know what it is. I mean, that's in my mind. I mean, that's I don't understand why we wouldn't know. Why we wouldn't want to know what it is. When he gets to this part right here, man. It's like bedtime story. Okay, around the campfire. And the kids are talking about Bigfoot or Dracula. You know. I mean. It's almost as if. Marco has opened the door and looked inside a little bit. And the deep state has just let him see. Some majorly scary stuff. And then they close the door. And they said, now keep your mouth shut. And keep your mouth shut real good. You know, that's the feeling you get. And Marco's saying, well, I don't know why we wouldn't want to know. Well, maybe you wouldn't want to know because if you did, it would scare the living heck out of you. 
And maybe they don't want you to know because they are in collusion with this thing. Had that thought ever crossed your mind? It goes on and says, we need to know what that is. I mean, that's that's in my mind. I mean, that's I don't understand why we wouldn't want to know what it is. Maybe there's a completely sort of boring explanation for it. There we go. Man, when everything else fails, use rationalization. You can go back and look at my podcast about the five stages of denial. The same thing the human brain does when it gets bad news, man. I mean, nothing like a big old dose of denial not to have to deal with this really scary stuff. He goes on, he says, Um, and, and, so that's what we're asking about. See how he uses the word asking instead of asking? It's almost like he's talking baby talk. It's like he's making himself childlike, pleading. Who do you think he's talking to, man? I know who I think he's talking to. I don't think he's talking to the Navy person sitting behind the desk or the Defense Department person that has to report to him. I think he's talking to the guy that doesn't show up to that Senate Intelligence Committee meeting because he doesn't have to. I think he's talking directly to the deep state in that little childlike voice. And you know what, man? That's going to be about as much good as a victim pleading to a serial killer. Because what you're dealing with, Senator Rubio, is not someone that cares about a kind demeanor or about a folksy vocabulary. What you're dealing with is an evil, demonic, psychopathic energy force. And when you talk nice to them, they see that as weakness. You might keep that in mind. It goes on, it says, um, and uh, so that's what we're asking about. And we're asking them to make public as much as possible that information. None of that really fits into the mold of classified, per se. Really? You don't think it fits into the mold of classified? That there's a very real possibility that the deep state actors that control your government, and for that matter, the world government, have been colluding with, communicating with, and making plans with either an off-world or extra-dimensional force for maybe 70 years? And they've been keeping it secret from you? Haven't thought about that? Yeah, that might be classified. It might be classified because if you found out, you would be so scared that you would try to do something about it. But Maybe not. The interview says, the interview goes and asks one last question. It says, all right, but what's, so what's your gut? Are we alone in the universe or is there something else out there? Rubio, I don't have a gut feeling about it because it's a phenomena. It's unexplained. Uh, I just want to know what it is. And if we can't determine what it is, then that's a fact we need to take into account. I wouldn't venture to speculate beyond that. No, you wouldn't. You would not dare to venture to speculate beyond that because the reality and the truth might be so frightening that you wouldn't want to take a second look. Overall, i got to say this. This this, uh, short two-and-a-half-minute video is phenomenal. And I give credit to Rubio for... Setting down and just being candid with this guy, you know, respect him for that. But at the same time, 
um, I get the distinct feeling that he's seen things that he can't talk about. And I get the distinct feeling that he's a little bit scared about it. And I don't blame him one bit for that. I wish this video could have gone on for about another hour. But I think it gives us a just a glimpse into what's going on with this whole uh, deep state position on, on the UFO phenomenon. And this is just one more nail in the coffin of the idea that we're going to get disclosure from the U.S. government or the people that control the U.S. government or any government on this planet. I just don't see it happening. And when you see things like this interview with Marco Rubio and you can just read between the lines, it's clear we're not ever getting disclosure. If you want disclosure, go outside and look up in the sky tonight. That's as close as you're going to get. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.